You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I am obviously not the Amaral Man. As I call it, E-B-U-P-H, the Emergency Backup Podcast host, joined by Petey and Craig as normal. How are you guys doing? It's You know what? Better than Liam Merrill. Yeah, exactly. Right. And this is just the way playoffs should be. Next man up. Next, like man, next up. man up. Louis Domingue. Louis Domingue, yeah. Next man up. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have an, an injury report um, for, for Leah Merrill day to day with an upper body injury. Um, <laughs> so I have to imagine hopefully by Monday. Don't want to speculate. Don't never speculate never about spec injuries. injuries. Yep. But hopefully by Monday she's back in this seat. You know, and, and in the interest of health privacy, we want to let Leah disclose the injury herself yeah. when she feels comfortable talking yeah, that's about why, it. That's we'll have a story at some point about but she's fine. and all that. <laughs> she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, Don't people Leah's worry okay. too much. She is fine, just wasn't able to get here today. So, Yeah, but otherwise... Graciously, Sean jumped in, and here we go. Let's go. Doing what I do. <laughs> like you said, next man up. He's fired up. I am fired <laughs> up. Honey. There's Leah Merrill. She's good enough to be here. Look at that. So she's here. That's a that's a battler. Well, that's yeah, a, are you typing with one hand? That's oh, just, just like, like, that's just like hockey, on. right? That's a hockey player. You just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Iron Man streak. You work. I guess, yeah, I guess the Ironman streak has been... Well, I guess she didn't have much of an Ironman streak because I was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But Yeah, her Ironman streak's at like three. Yeah. <laughs> My, very, I mean, mine's it's at zero not now. Not very impressive. Um, we'll start off with uh, a little bit of... I guess arena news because we know we all we all all <laughs> love arena news. Again, um, yeah. what do you what do you got for us, Craig? Well, it's, I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. There were some there were some tidbits within the story that I had. The Coyotes deal with the with ASU to use their multi-purpose facility for the next three years and maybe longer was official as of yesterday. And that's not to say that. And, and I talked to Morgan Olson, the CFO for ASU. It's not to say that there were issues. It was really about working through attorneys, the legal process, which in America means a lot of paperwork and a lot of time and probably a lot of billable hours. Um, but they finally got it done. Um, and I, I talked to Morgan at length uh, about some key things. I know people are like, well, if this falls through, or is there an opt out if the Tempe thing falls through? Morgan Olson told me, look, anything's probably negotiable, but that never even came up. That was never even a point of discussion that they're opting out of the arena. Neither of us ever talked about it, and there's nothing in this deal that addresses that. So that's one key point. Uh, take take that as as you will. I think I think 
the Coyotes ownership group has shown that they're committed to this market for as long as they can they can finally find a or find a viable path forward with an arena they're going to keep working at that they want to be here clearly sports betting is a big part of that for Alex Morello it can it can produce a lot of revenue for him so this is a big deal to them and they're going to keep working at this the other key point in this story though and and I keep hearing this narrative the Coyotes are going to have to start 25 straight games on the road because the arena is not going to be ready their annex isn't going to be ready you know they're building those team spaces that have to be up to NHL standards because they can't use ASCUs for NCAA compliance reasons. Way back in March, Javier told me, Javier Gutierrez, the team CEO and president, that they're probably going to be able to use the community rink, that ASU was okay with that. Well, I confirmed that with Morgan Olson. I confirmed it with Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly as well. That's what they're going to do. They're going to set up temporary team areas in the community rink. And Morgan said, look, we can do this as long as it doesn't go a long period of time. The annex is still scheduled to be finished in December. And I did speak to a league official who said that right now in one of the iterations of the schedule, they've got three games scheduled there in October. So it looks like the Coyotes will be playing at ASU right off the hop. And, and we were talking about it a little bit before, before the show, but I mean, that's the October thing is not necessarily news, I guess, because it's kind of what you you at least knew. Um, <laughs> but like, how important is it that they're not playing like 23 straight road games? I think Petey is a better person to answer yeah, that yeah, question. I think for. you can see that. Like what could happen to the Islanders this year? How many games they had to start off on the road and all of a sudden you're out of the playoffs before you even play a home game. And that's a concern. It's hard. You want to be able to play at home. I mean, travel is hard and wears on people and it's, you know, wears on families and mentally it's hard. And so, yeah, you want to play at home. I think that's a big deal that they'll get to play games in October. I yep. do. Do I do I think that vaults them into a playoff spot next <laughs> no. year? And that's the not even the, the goal, show? right? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that that helps them solidify a playoff spot. But, but I think it's just better for everyone. It's better for the hockey community to get on the map, get playing. Yep. Chris in the new Completely building. Let's agree. get going. Even if the setup, there's no way that that setup can be a great setup. Ideal? No, no, no not a far community. from ideal. No. So um, that organization, particularly the players, the coaches. The training staff, they're going to have to have. I can't imagine a being a member of that training staff right now. No. Like, you've got to, like, you think what it takes to move out of your house. Like, they've been in this house for almost 20 years. They've got 20 years of stuff. And think of all the stuff that goes with a hockey team and the moving trucks. And, like, this is going to be a pain in the ass yeah. to get all that stuff out. Is the PD shelf still there? I don't know what's all still there. I'm, I swear there's stuff of mine still. I'm sure there's stuff of mine. So, they, I, I don't know if you've ever been let go it's not like you think oh i gotta get this knickknack that thing out of the drawers it's like i gotta get the hell out of here so i'm not so sure that there aren't some things that are going to be left behind buddy i've worked in media for a quarter century i've been let go a lot yeah <laughs> fair point <laughs> fair point so who knows i'm sure there'll be pieces of pd left behind in the river pieces, of PD, pieces of pd i know i thought of that because i'm watching a show pieces of her netflix never mind i digress <laughs> well uh one of the players that might potentially be playing in this new, the new, well, yeah, the new ASU arena. Um, you reported it earlier, but it, the Coyotes officially announced it shortly before we went live. Um, they signed forward Milos Kellerman, right? Milos Kellerman Perfect. to a two-year ELC. He's 22 years old and nine goals and 12 points. Um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, who knows at this point, right? Haven't haven't seen him play yeah. live. Haven't seen him play on film, so I have no idea. I reached out. To his uh, sports director in the Czech Republic, who just happens to be Redeem Verbata, played with the Coyotes <laughs> for a very long time. So Burby gave me a little insight on him. You know, likes his compete level. He's physical, big kid. Um, really goes hard to the net. 
um, says he needs to work on his puck skills. He's he's a he's a development project probably, yeah. but he, he Furby thinks that there's there's some real potential. He could be an interesting player. So he's a guy so. they'll get a free look at. They'll put him down to Tucson, see what he can do, see how he fits in. You take a chance, right? Yeah, we'll see. Especially a big body kid that fits into what Bill Armstrong's trying to do. Same so as well. Ooh, well, obviously the reason that we are, I guess. Not the reason we're here today, but the big topic of the day. Obviously, the the NHL playoffs have been raging on, and we wanted to take a look at kind of Coyotes' past and present, mostly past. Um, and y'all developed your all-time Coyotes playoff rosters. Um, so we'll start with the forwards as we go over these. But who wants to go first? We made Leah do this too. Yeah. Do you want it? You want me to go over Leah's first? Sure. Yes. So let's pull up Leah's. So, so just but to let's be clear. caveat. Let's do some caveats. Oh, we're doing to, the whole thing. Here we go. Let's do some caveats on what happened here and what this came to. So this is this is a list of people that if you had to build a Coyote playoff team, this isn't the top 20 players that ever played here. That's not what the point was. This is a playoff team. And, and for some of the rules we had, we had Brett Hall, for example, who's one of the top players and goal scorers to ever play in the National Hockey League, who also played games here. We are taking into account what those players were at their peak of coyotedom, how they played in Arizona. So players like Brett Hall, you probably will not see on this list. It's how they played here in Arizona. And some of them, hopefully, maybe there's are some, some surprises because I think the, the assignment was to build a team. Yeah, Wasn't the 20 best players build a team that can compete in the playoffs? And we've seen what playoff hockey can be like. So make sure you got the right pieces. All right, you can throw mine up, and I'll talk through it fast. I won't. I won't spend too much time on this. Go for it. And then we'll go to, go to Petey's. All right. I think the f- first line is pretty clear um, when we're talking about a top line that you want. Shane Doan is all all time playoff points leader in Coyotes history. It's kind of a depressing history. Only has twenty eight <laughs> playoff points. But Jeremy Roenick, clearly the best center that's ever played here. Keith Kachuk, clearly the best left wing. I want to put those guys together. I want. I want them creating some magic out there. Then on the second line, you know, and Petey, we talked about this a little bit. Like it's it's about the player, who the player was when he was here. And I know Daniel Briere went on to the best parts of his career, unfortunately, after he left Arizona. We can relive that horrible trade. But I thought he did enough to still play on the second line, give, give them a skilled look with, with uh, Clayton Keller on the right side, and then a guy to clear space, open things up, go to the net. Who better than Rick Tockett as... Wait, we're going to stop. You're putting <laughs> Rick Tockett and Clayton Keller well, on a line together. <laughs> yes. So I hope we can erase future history. And we're just thinking of those two as players. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so. Yeah, there's, anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right. I like it. I'm just saying there's been some because he coached them. Yep. And so anyway, uh, I, I like it. I think it could help him as a line mate. I think he helped both of those guys create space. Can you imagine? Because Rick, Rick Tockett considers himself a guy like he's holds his line mates very, very accountable accountable in no uncertain terms. And I imagine a player like Clayton Keller, if he doesn't get to the net hard, if he doesn't get into the corner hard, he doesn't compete or block a shot, I imagine his line mate will probably let him know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so for my third line, I just left the guys together that made wow. magic in 2011-12. That was, that was the best line on the best, probably the best, the most accomplished team in Coyotes history. You can argue 2009-10, they had more points. But this team went to the Western Conference Final. Redeem Verbot had 35 goals that year. Uh, Ray Whitney had 77 points, and Marty was the guy doing all the dirty work. Didn't produce a lot of offense, but that line was magic together in the postseason, too, at least early on until they faced L.A. 
So I'm going to keep them together. And then my fourth line, I mean, and I've got some extras, as you, as you can see on the left. And I, I like to have extras be centers because they're versatile players. So that's why I've got Antoine Vermette, Boyd Gordon to block whatever shot is coming his way, even called him Bones, and Cliff Ronning. So three centers in reserve. But my fourth line, Damon Lankow, who was an underrated player for much of his career, Dally Drake, who played with an edge, and then on left wing, people may be surprised to see Rafi Torres as my fourth line left wing, but he is here for one reason, to put the fear of God in opponents, because that's what he does when he's on the ice. He was a terrifying player. Your head was always on a swivel when Rafi Torres was on the ice. And you see that now in the playoffs right now, whether it's Tom Wilson or Reeves in New York, when they're on the ice, guys are looking. And if you if you have to think for a fraction of a second that you might be hit or you might approach a puck differently, that might be all it takes to create a turnover. That split second of doubt that something badly could happen to me, I need to make a different decision, could change the complexity of the game. Or what if they make a big hit? And I, I'm not getting into the whole Chicago hit. We're not here to debate that hit today with Rafi Torres. Rafi Torres provides that physical element. He provides the fear. And I'll tell you what, and this, and I'm sure he's tuned in and listening today because everybody knows Rafi's <laughs> listening. He put a little fear in his own teammates because, quite honestly, you never knew where the hell Rafi was going. You didn't know which direction he was going. You don't know what's going on. So his own teammates better have their head up too because he's he's physical. He's and you know what? He skates extremely well for a yes. big physical strong guy, yes. and he gets some momentum going. You better have your head up. And he has hit teammates before, not intentionally, just kind of get in the way. So he would. He's a guy in the playoffs, and you go back to 2012 when he gets suspended for 25 games. If he plays in that series against L.A., revisionist history, I know, is Dustin Brown the same player? Does Dustin Brown play the same role in that 2012 series if Rafi Torres is there to go, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold you accountable. We're not going to play like that in this series. And if we are going to play like that, uh, next guy up's Kopitar, and I'm on the ice with Kopitar, might just run him through the glass. Yep. So I, I think that might have, again, there, there's no way you can replay the series. Different element, different player, maybe a different series. Yeah, they definitely missed him. By the way, he put fear in reporters too when you talk to him. So it wasn't just confined to the team <laughs> space. Because there's that, Rafi would have that look in his eyes sometimes where you're wondering, maybe about to snap on me here? Should I take a step back here? So yeah, he's a terrifying player. What do we want to do here? Do we want to go to PD's four? We'll go to PD's four. Can, uh, can we see your? I didn't see your extras. Can we go back and see well, your well, extras? Well, oh yeah. I what can, about your goalies? I can just tell you. We're, we're just doing we're, forwards yeah. right oh, now. We're just so doing we're our, oh, we're just doing our forwards. My right extras now? at forward were Antoine Vermette, who was a great trade deadline acquisition. Uh, Boyd Gordon, as I said, who never met a shot he didn't want to block, and Cliff Ronning, played in the earlier era at America West Arena, but was a an underrated player, a terrific player, a versatile player. So he was, and, he, and, he, and you went all centerman on that. On my forwards, we did. Yeah, on my forwards, and it may be absolutely redundant. I sit there and I, I look at that top line, and you have to remember, like we're gonna put up your your yeah. yeah we can go to me. We we'll go. I was the same. Kachuk, Ronick, Doan. But you got to think of Shane Doan, not the Shane Doan that was playing when it was Kachuk and Ronick on the team. The Shane Doan when we were playing Detroit in the playoffs. That Shane Doan with Ronick and Kachuk. Good God, physical, fast, skilled line with a little bit of an edge to it. That line. Unbelievable line. The second line, we all have the same players, but I put Ray Whitney and Daniel Breer with Rick Tockett because I think Ray Whitney, an experienced player at the time, I think 
he would have had the similar work ethic to Rick Tockett. I think they would have worked well together and they would have pulled Danny Briere. At the time, he was a guy who was a younger player, still yeah. highly skilled. They would have been able to create space for him and he would have been able to have opportunities at the net. So I like that line. The third line's interesting. Don't have them out on any D zone draws because we've got Verbata and Keller on the same line. Verbata, Keller, and Hansel. Verbata was hard for me to have on this roster as a playoff roster. Verbata is not a prototypical playoff player. He's not a grinder along the wall. He's not a guy that that you think of as going to win those corner battles. But he can score, and somebody's going to have to put the puck in the net. So I put these two guys together, and if it doesn't work, you're going to put some some meat in there. And and Hansel, if you're going to have Verbata in your lineup, he's got to play with Marty Hansel. The, the best he ever played in his career was with Marty Hansel. Marty Hansel, when he was healthy, was on the verge of being a outstanding sentiment in this league. I don't think people realize how good he was. He just never could get over his back injuries. He could get the puck. He was tough in the corners. He could he could play defensive hockey or he could play offensive hockey. And he was a big man. Like, in his net front skill and ability was outstanding. You look at the first game against Chicago in 2012. He tips that puck net front after winning the draw. That changes the game. So I, I, I think he's he was easy to put on. And my fourth line... Again, I wrestled with it. I had Rafi Torres there for a minute, for a minute. But I swapped him out for Mikel Bodker. Mr. OT. OT guy. Again, 200-foot game, not as physical as he'd like for his size, but his speed is second to none. And if you've got a fourth-line guy that can skate and get to the net and can score, I put him with Vermette and Dally Drake. And those who don't remember Dallas Drake was an absolute unique hockey player. He, We talk about the fear of God. Dally Drake didn't have the size of a Rafi Torres. But the mentality? Yep. Holy Played shit. With an edge, no Keep doubt. your head up because Dallas Drake's coming. He's coming and he's going to hit and he's going to hit to hurt you. He was, he was playoff hockey. Like that's the player you want on the ice as much as you possibly can have him. That bite, that energy, he chirped. He was just that gritty winger you need in your lineup. And then you saw my extras, Torres, Boyd Gordon, we've talked about. And a funny one I put out there was Bronco Radovojevic, who only uh -huh. played one playoff game as a Coyote because he was still young. He's a guy that was skilled enough that can play up in your lineup fast enough to play a right side winger could play top six or bottom six worked hard gritty and he brought that youth for this group that that sometimes you need to inject into a playoff to get a little spark that's why i had bronco and there's so many kyle chipchura was a guy that was left off both lists craig janney was left left off both kyle lists chipchura. and chipchura was a guy that did everything nine hundred thousand dollar dad's I'm, I'm, I tell you what, what a work ethic and made yeah. a difference in in the last game against Chicago to put him through the 2012 series. I think Bronco Radovojevic is on this team just because you like his name. I love, <laughs> I do like saying the name Bronco Radovojevic. That is a, a note on Mikel Bodker's two overtime goals. As a Blackhawk fan, have you ever seen two such garbage goals? Corey Crawford gave up two Didn't awful know they goals ran. in OT. Didn't even know they ran. <laughs> like like the first one, the only he knew that first one was in. Well, and he's jumping up and everybody's like, what? That's horrible. He stopped it. Well, oh, no, he didn't. On the one, he lost the puck. And it went in. Go Yotes. There we go. That's the <laughs> yeah. forwards. How about Leah's forwards? Yeah, let's pull out Leah's list back up, and I can run through those real quick. Um, so, yeah, the first line is the same as they're all Unanimous. Three the same. Kachuk, Ronick, Doan. Um, and then uh, this one, I don't think you had on either of your lists. Um, no, I didn't make Maggie. it. I thought about Maggie. it, too. Yeah, Laddie was good for a couple years, man. You know what? He he was a guy offensively gifted, kind of like Verbata was to Hansel. He was to Michael Hanzus. The two of them came over together yep. from St. Louis. They played together. Um, I tell you what, Ladislav Nagy was a really good offensive left winger. He was a really good player. Unfortunately, he got hurt. 
Yep. He, he broke his wrist, severely broke his wrist at the end of the season one year, and he just never came back to be that player that he was before. And that's too bad because he was a better player than people probably gave him credit for. Yeah, Shane will rave. Shane Doan will rave about him, how he, good he was for a couple seasons there. Was Does Ladislav Nagy fit in playoff hockey, in your opinion? I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think he had a fair chat test. And you, you, you liken him, maybe not quite as skilled as, as Tarasenko, but that kind of a player where you just don't know what you're going to get. That yeah. sometimes they say, well, like maybe Eastern European guy may be a little disinterested. I thought Laddie could dig in. I thought he could. And I think when he played with Hanzus, even more so because yeah. Hanzus was the quiet one of the group, but he worked hard. And I think he forced Ladislav Nagy to be better and do things the right way. So I think if you were going to have Ladislav Nagy on your team, you better have Hanzus on your team too. And he is on the line with Danny Briere, Go Sabres, um, Redeem Rivada, <laughs> and then third line, Ray Whitney, Martin Hansel, and Clayton Keller, and then final line, Bodker, Antoine Vermette, and Talk. So um, I think we have a lot of the same players. We yeah. do. Like yeah. it's the right people. What was her extras? Oh, uh, she had the new guys. Lawson Krause, Christian Dvorak, Boyd Gordon. See, I think Krause would be a really good playoff player. And and I guess I went skewed a little older on my list. She's right. He's the next guy up, especially in this group. Christian Dvorak's the guy you have on two reasons. One, face-off guy, yep. which would be great. And two, if shootouts were in the playoffs, you'd have to have them on your team. But they are not. Boyd Gordon, Antoine Vermette, also great face Great face And you have to have penalty killers. And I think, I think Craig, I have to say this, I think we had a good mix of forwards. I yep. think that's a good... Uh, I'll go into the playoffs with that team yep. all day long. Yep. Yeah. Sadly, you cannot see these teams in the playoffs. You can't bet on them. You can bet on the, the teams that are actually in the NHL playoffs right now. Um, and you can bet on the teams that are in the NBA playoffs, including the Phoenix Suns, um, because the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports winning partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? You can do that with same-game parlays, whether you're new or old. Um, I like cooking up some same-game parlays. Have not been hitting on them recently. Um, but that is neither here nor there. What I have been hitting on, though, is my DraftKings Sportsbook picks of the week. Um, I usually do them in NBA. I'm going to venture into the NHL. I went two for two on my NHL picks yesterday. I picked all favorite puck lines. Obviously, the Flames and the Avalanche did not pull through in that regard. Um, but it is what it is. Um, my DraftKings pick of the week, I've been kind of going back and forth on this. I'm going to take it because of... It is because it is plus money. I'm going to go Toronto puck or Toronto money line at plus 100. I'm staying away from puck lines. I just feel like the series is just going to keep going back and forth. Um, and each team is just going to kind of respond to what happens in the last game. Plus, I feel like in any given night, Austin Matthews can go crazy. And then if that happens, they're going to be hard to beat. So I'm going Toronto puck line as my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. Um, but if you want to tail me on that, or like I said, if you want to bet on any of the NBA action, do it on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX to bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details.
Want to get into defense now? Let's roll over to the defense. Yeah, and I think when, when we talk about defense, I'll go first. And I think, that for me, I had three locks. Three guys, automatic, they're in. Teppo Newman, ring of honor, right-hand shot, leader, captain. Both ends of the ice can defend, can kill penalties, can do literally everything. Has to be on there. Keith Yandel, all-time leading scorer in the playoffs for the Coyotes as a defenseman. And Oliver ekman Larson. <clears throat> Those three were automatics for me. Now it's filling out who the hell plays with them. <laughs> and that was hard. It took me a long time to come up with the fill-in pieces. So with Teppo Newman, I wanted to give him somebody that could also handle the puck well, somebody that could also skate, but had a little bit of an edge. Somebody that could push guys around the front of the net. Some guy that competed and could get angry. So I went with Ed Jovanoski, somebody who at the time had been playoff tested with Florida. I made him uh, partner with Teppo Newman. And Yandel's partner... Maybe some people might not have this guy in their top six in this list. I put him with Derek Morris because he played his best hockey in the playoffs with Derek Morris. And Derek Morris, for the same reasons, could skate, could still move the puck, might actually score once in a while. He got goals in the 2012 playoff. But more so another player, a Western Canadian kid that played with an edge. And you you want to you want to play tough in front of the net? Derek Morris might not have the size of an edge Jovanovski. But Derek Morris can play tough in front of the net. And so I think he gave a little bit of a jam to that defensive core. And with Oliver ekman Larson, this one I struggled with. Because I went with three different guys. I had Yurke Lumi, I had Nicholas Yalmerson, and I had Zabenek McCulloch. And I sat there and I go, who is going to be his partner? And I tell you what, I ended with Zabenek McCulloch because... I wanted the right-left matchup. Rick Tuckett always talks about the righty-lefty, and I think Z as a right-handed shot helped that. I think Nicholas Yelmerson, if we would have had the Nicholas Yelmerson in Chicago, automatically would have been here. Not saying he still didn't have it and didn't have the compete and block shots, but that's why he did not make that list where I think Z did. Z, as a penalty killer to me, second to none in the sacrificing of his body that he did to block shots, and I know if it's a 16-game playoff series, he's playing in all 16 games. Broken foot, broken hand, he's playing. So that's why I had him and my two leftovers, Yerke Lume, who could literally do it all. Offensive, defensive, really good on the defensive side of the puck. For his size, played much bigger than he was. Great stick. And in today's game of speed, being able to defend, I thought he'd be great. And I put Adrian Acoin out there because, again, when he was the closer, he could score. He scores the assist on the game-winning goal in the first overtime in 2012. Can compete was a leader and a veteran guy, and that's my defensive core. Thank you. Craig? Let's pop mine up. We Again, we're, we're talking about the same names. It's just different combinations. I went with all skill. Wow. But I still trust Teppo's uh, defensive sense uh, to protect Oliver Eggman Larson. But I went with a really skilled top pairing to try and match with uh, get on the ice as much as possible with Kachuk, Ronick, and Shane Doan. I love Love the idea of those five guys on the ice at the same time. With Yans, I did go with Yalmerson because I am a little biased toward Nick Yalmerson. Yep. I watched him in Chicago as well. And if you looked at his defensive stats, the first couple seasons with the Coyotes, they were ridiculously dominant. Like analytics guys loved Nick Yalmerson because of the way he defended shot suppression. All the things that you measure defensively, he was off the charts. This guy is the best defensive defenseman I have watched in my lifetime. He's that good. He dominated on that side of the puck, and he is an unsung hero for all those Blackhawk teams that won Cups. I thought he was fantastic early on here as well. So he's my guy protecting Yandel, you know, who Shane Doden calls the riverboat gambler. Takes a lot of risk. High risk, high reward with Keith Yandel. My third pair, I went with a couple of solid veterans. I went with Jovo and the closer, Adrian Acoin, the right shot, and I've got 
Yerke Lume among my extras and Derek Morris as well. So pretty much the same guys. So the same guys. About. Yeah. And Just again, different roles. if you're going to win in the playoffs, you need to be deep at defense. You better be physical on defense and you better be able to skate because you watch these playoffs right now. The teams that have defensemen that can skate and add to the offensive side of the puck are the teams that are winning. Yep. All right. And then we can throw out Leah's list. Um, slightly different, but like you said, a lot of the same names. OEL, Tepo Newmanen, um, then Keith Yandel and Derek Morris. And then. Oh, look at her. The, the only different name she threw out there is Alex Goligoski. Was the only one that wasn't on any of our list. But again, you talk about a guy that when he was here, veteran, steady defensively, also can move the puck, can be on your second power play unit, plays a lot of roles. And I think it's important in the playoffs for your extras, especially yeah. to be able to play multiple roles and have a wider variety of skill set. And I think Alex Goligoski does. That. We saw the influence he had of Jacob Chikrin too, right? 100%. Take him away and... Take some of the God, veterans with. No, don't you want to play playoff hockey? Like <laughs> yeah, if, if you were a coach throwing this lineup on the ice, oh my God, yes, yes, please. And every time the Kyries got close to this shit, that that, that you go to ninety seven to two thousand, those teams, guys were getting hurt. Yeah, like a Tepo Newman breaks his foot, and you go, oh, like what if we're so close? Jeremy Roenick with the jaw. Jeremy Roenick with the jaw. You're like, yeah. oh my God, Shane Dolan with healthy. the shoulder in two thousand ten, trying to just get to a puck right. that he shouldn't have gone yeah. in the race for Shane. Don't chase the puck down. <sighs> um, that was the best playoffs he was had. That that's the best playoffs it. of his career. He was a beast in he those was. playoffs. He was a wrecking ball. Unbelievable. Physical. Could get to the net. He was yep. offensively. He was the best player on either team against the Detroit Red Wings in that playoffs. He goes for a puck, clearly covered by the goaltender. And it's just that extra effort. He goes for it, trips over the goalie, into the boards. Yeah, and he's done. trying to avoid him too. So and done. put him off and sorry. Rant. Brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. Um, if you want to throw Leah's picks back up, I'll go straight into her uh, goalies. Her goalies. Yeah, so like um, Petey said, Goligoski and Zabinik Mikulek on the taxi squad. And then that final goal, uh, D-line is Ed, Ed Jovanovsky. Jovanovsky, yeah. did I say that? Got it, yeah. And then Adrian Coyne. Adrian Coyne, yeah. Um, but her, her goalies, uh, Mike Smith, Nikolai Habibulin. Habibulin. And then Sean Burke as... Her taxi squad. Um, kind of sad that me, as an e-bug, it's not on that you list. You didn't get on the list? It is what it is. I Go don't have PD's much list. I, I do have to think, there was a time, because I was thinking about this list late last night, there was just a glimmer. I thought about Louis Domingue as my, <laughs> my e-bug taxi squad goalie, and then I decided not to do that. My goaltenders, same three guys. It's the same three guys for me. And you know what? That list could have included Curtis Joseph. It could have had Ilya Brzezgalov. There are so many good goalies that could have been on that list. You could have included Dubnik in his time here, Darcy Kemper in his time here. But for me, the starting goalie for me for this group, and I think it comes down to who's the starting goalie, this was hard. And people will look back at 2012 and say, you're not there if not for Mike Smith. And you're absolutely 100% right. I just went with Nikolai Habibulin as my starting goalie. If I had to start a playoff game tomorrow, with the guys in their primes, Nikolai Habibulin to me ends up going winning to Tampa cup. and winning a cup in yep. Tampa Bay. They never lost the series because of Nikolai Habibulin during those times. You look at the one time they got to game seven against the St. Louis Blues. It was 0-0 overtime game seven. What else do you want a goalie to do? And he was going against Grant Fuhr at the time. So younger, he was younger at the time. Nikolai was. He was younger, more athletic, competitive. I went with Nikolai as my starter. It's a tough decision. It's a coin toss. If you have to pull one, you got Mike Smith coming in relief. And I also went with Sean Burke, who when he was here, 
experienced, changed the style of play to be able to play into his later years. Um, I think some of the best hockey Sean Burke ever played was here as a Coyote. So I had him as my number three. All right. We can talk about mine too. We we just went in opposite directions. I, For me, the playoff goalie was the guy who just elevated it to another level and not didn't just not lose series. He literally won, won. series for the Blackhawks yep. against the Blackhawks. He won that series. I didn't think he had to win the series against Nashville, but he was equally dominant in that series. So I went, I went with Mike Smith as my starting goalie, but Hobby Balloon's there in reserve if he struggles. If we get the Mike Smith that we see sometimes now, can turn to Nicky. Hopefully he's not out in the back alley chain smoking and you can put him in net. Yeah. Wow, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Different game back then, Greg. Different <laughs> yes, game. yes, it was. And for my extra goalie, I actually went with Darcy Kemper because I remember that Colorado series that it was it was him against the Avalanche, yeah. and he was spectacular early on in that series. Sean Burke actually does not have great playoff numbers. I was looking at those, so I didn't uh, put him on my roster. But we've we've done everything else right, yeah, so I, I, know I can throw in my addition, bonus that nobody yeah. else did because yeah. I didn't. I tell didn't know I there was, was more, Craig. I, I know I purposely left assignment. you out. I decided to choose a coaching staff for the all-time Coyotes playoff team as well. Wow. My head coach is Dave Tippett, the guy who had the most success here in one, two playoff series, went to the Western Cup. I don't think anybody would argue with that. My assistant coaches, I've got Jim Schoenfeld to uh, keep the officials honest. Wow. Talk about donuts, things like that. And then I went with Alfie Samuelson. I wanted a tough guy on the bench, you know, to to work with D. So those are my my three coaches. I've got Sean Burke as my goalie coach. So Berkey is still making an appearance in... In your list. I mean, when you look at the guys that he helped turn around in this franchise, he he did great work yep. with guys like you mentioned Dillian Briskolov and Mike Smith. He he did phenomenal work as a and Devin Dumick and, and Devin, yeah, a lot they, they go on and on. Yeah. But I have one more coach on my list. I have a video coach on my list. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's Steve Peters. Who, don't of course. fuck this up, Craig. <laughs> Steve Peters has my video coach on the all time wow. playoff team, and that's my full roster. Thanks, Craig. There it Thanks, is. Craig. I'm the all time winningest playoff video coach in Coyote history. <laughs> Good luck with that, Hunter. You got a ways to go, buddy. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put wow. Craig as my beat reporter on my team. I will too, uh, Craig. <laughs> um, but PD not only is an experienced video coach, but he could potentially have a second career as a go-kart driver. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that's segue. Do we have yeah. actual footage? We don't have footage, but we have pictures. We have stills. Um, we, uh, as a as a company, we went to Octane Raceway yesterday, um, did a little go-karting, and Petey came in third. Sec- third? Third. 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 Our, our producer, Jacob, behind the, behind the Mac, came in second, and then former professional athlete, Frank um, Sanders, came in first. Um, but we, <laughs> professional I will athlete. say this. What a qualifier. First of all, what a blast. Yeah, it was a lot Unbelievable of time. From the kids, and wait, I work with kids. Let's not kids. <laughs> they're twenty year olds here, so it was from twenties to fifties. Everybody had a good time. Yeah, I haven't done go kart racing since I was much much younger. I'll tell you what, they're a hell of a lot faster than they used to be. Yeah, yeah. those I, are cool cars too. I love doing. Wow, that I had to leave early yesterday because, of course, I had to pick up my children from school, so I didn't get to take part in that part of the day. I was only there for the work portion, but it looked like a blast for you guys. You didn't drive? No, I didn't get to drive, buddy. I'm telling you. So I. The, I will, we'll talk about this for me a little bit too much, but it's a, it's a, first of all, it's a really cool track. Yeah. Like your hair, hairpin turns, you got some straightaways where you, you get start inside, buzzing. you go outside at one point. You're cool, buzzing. Yeah. yeah. You're outside. And it's a really cool track. So that part's really cool. 
But you start off, they have controls of the car on how fast they go from their computer at, at the front. So you start off and you go, okay, well, this isn't that fast. They're like, eh, eh. Well, it's the caution lap. Yeah. And when the green goes, all of a sudden your cars can go. And you're like, whoa. Like, <laughs> well, Petey was not ready for that. And I, I went in there and I know this is a big surprise for people that listen regularly. I'm not really good with fun. I don't like fun. I'm not <laughs> signing up for fun. Like I looked at this and go, eh, like, no, can I just sit and watch? Buddy, it was money. And I, I'm telling you how fast these things got going. I had a blast. I'm already thinking of uh, my son and I are planning a date to go uh, go back to Octane. And, it's probably and, pretty close to you, right? Yeah, it's really close. It's in Scottsdale, not far. It's close to Talking Stick. Yep. It's close to the ballpark there where the Diamondbacks have their spring training. It's right off the 101 in, in Scottsdale. It's, I tell you what, there's a lot going on at Octane, and I, I'm not kidding. I'm going back, although it's more physically demanding than I was anticipating for a 54-year-old <laughs> man. I woke back. up this morning going, ah, there's some, <laughs> well, you're flying into these corners in your body. Right. It's, uh, they're fast. I'm they're telling fast. you, they're fast. They're anyway, fast. it was a great time. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really good. I love going fast a little bit, but they, I mean, they have like VR experience you could do there. They have arcade. They have axe throwing there. And then right next door, they have Maverick. Wait, they have axe throwing? Yeah. They you didn't see throwing. the axe throwing? Yeah. No. It was all, it was Buddy. off in the corner. Axe throwing, bowling, you yeah. name it. They yeah. had it. Laser tag. It is. It was one hell of a time. I'm not doing the axe throwing either. I might have to do some axe throwing, actually. Yeah, I've only done a bar. They had a bar. Yeah, they, uh, they did have a bar. They did have a bar. Um, um, Yay. They definitely had a bar. I saw a lot of people at the bar just yeah, saying, of course. <laughs> well, it's um, PHNX, figure it out. Right. <laughs> um, but it it was a lot of fun. It was made more fun by the people we were with um, oh, being part of the PHNX family. And you may not be able to go go-karting with us, but you can join the PHNX family by going to gophnx.com and getting a membership um get um join our members only discord that we're in sometimes just talking about whatever talk about hockey talk about stuff we have we did our our playoff pool or playoff bracket challenge sent that in the discord um we do stuff like that so it's it's a lot of fun you can join um like i said at gophnx.com um get a membership you unlock a, a world of of literally the best phoenix arizona sports coverage that you can find. Craig is always writing good stories, literally breaking our website sometimes, breaking oh. news about or the arena and the Coyotes and stuff like that. But obviously the Suns are in the middle of their playoff run. Gerald is at literally every game, home and away, um, covering what is hopefully going to result in a Larry O'Brien. Um, I know Totri is doing a bunch of great stuff for our Sun Devils beat. You got Mike Luke down in Tucson. Um, obviously got the cards with the, the draft that we just had. Um, a lot of fun stuff. So head over to gophnx.com, grab a membership. Um, when you do, you can either get a free T-shirt like the Josh Doan homegrown T-shirt that I'm wearing right now, or our whoops, wrong side, Cody the Coyote shirt. Petey's um, going. Petey's on. wearing the the what do you? Call I don't know. Them? Is that the mosaic? What do we? The mosaic. I think it's technically called, called the Grateful mosaic. Dead. Yeah, Craig calls it the Grateful Dead. Um, you can get that, or you can get your first month for just fifty cents, just for signing up. So, like I said, go to GoPHNX. You can get, get a, a dad hat too. Oh yeah, and you can get a dad hat. We're all wearing we're all wearing PHNX <sighs> gear. Look at that. Nice. Um, but yeah, go to gophnx.com, um, get a membership, and then go to the GoPH or then go to the phnxlocker.com, get a T-shirt, get a dad hat, get a sticker pack like I have here, um, anything. But like I said, it's literally the best sports coverage in Arizona, in my opinion. So head over there and become part of the family. Um, we have a new segment. It's funny that the uh -oh. one time that I'm introducing this segment, I am 
not actually producing the show. Huh. But it is called the producer power play. I'm terrified. The, the way this is going to work is I am going to bring up a topic. I'm going to go on a power play. And the two of you. See his anxiety level? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be fun, I promise. Um, the two of you will have to kill my power play. So y'all going on a penalty kill. Okay. Um, so no, gonna... no. Okay. <laughs> so let's bring up the picture. What this is. This is a cinnamon roll spicy fried chicken sandwich. It is a spicy is spicy chicken on a cinnamon roll. It is being yeah. sold for the first time tomorrow at the Capitals game for $16.59. Wow. So my question to you guys is, A, would you eat it? B, would you eat it for $17? And C, if you have the time for it, what food item like what would your food item be at i guess now asu um or in the future the new the, the hopefully new tempe arena um for a coyotes playoff run like if they got had we could pick anything you can make anything okay. you want um but the power play starts now what's on the sandwich other than fried chicken and a cinnamon roll there, it, is there any condiment on it, it I looks there's like not a there is some kind of the answer Honey is yes. Mustard, maybe, Eat the goddamn thing all day long. Yeah, Cinnamon looks... rolls, spicy. You got spicy. You got sweet. You got breakfast. You got brunch. You got lunch. All in. Hundred <laughs> percent in. Messier than hell, which I don't for like. Seventeen dollars though. Once in a lifetime, I'm paying way more than that for the tickets for the playoffs. Yep. I'm in. Fair enough. I'm in. I don't like messy food at sporting events. I have a feeling that's a shade too messy. The food together, spicy and hot with sweet and gooey. Hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yes, I want that. I'm all in. Matter of fact, I might stop on the way home because I didn't get to eat breakfast. Price, eh, it's a sporting event. That's what you're going to pay, right? And what would I eat at an event? I don't like messy. Like, why is everything goddamn messy? Like, your hands got to get sticky. Now I got to get up and go to the bathroom to get my hands. So I, I'm a straight up chips and cheese guy. I don't want peppers on it. I don't want salsa on it. I want <laughs> One the, minute. Peter's going to kill this That's penalty it. all by himself. Yeah. So, so Craig, you're up. I'm in. I'm in on this too because he, here's the thing. This is not far removed from chicken and waffles for me, right? Yeah, fair enough. It's a very similar thing, especially like if you go to a place like Roscoe's where they put like nutmeg or cinnamon in the waffles anyway, you're getting the same effect. I'm cautiously approaching that condiment. I want to know more about yeah, that condiment because I'm is. not sure a condiment belongs on that sandwich. Fair. But yeah, I'll eat it. I'll spend the money just like Petey because it's a and playoff And we'll buy game. Leah's hers. It's the playoffs. You got to step up. Yeah. If I had to pick something... I hate to say that I'm so much like you in this sense, but I don't like messy either when you're in your seat. So I'm going with donuts, but I'm going with Ooh. a local chain. I'm not going with Timmy's. I'm not going with Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going with Bosa. And yeah. if you haven't been to Bosa, you got to go to Bosa. That's an Arizona donut, and it's good stuff. Well, I almost that killed this one delicious. off, and we will buy Leah her donut brunch spicy chicken. And just like that, you guys have killed, it killed, killed the first <laughs> ever. That's pretty fun. Like Abner and Brad Richardson here. That's like actually <laughs> made for me. So I got like a time frame on my rant. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I find it funny, though, that I asked you guys to come up with your own food and you picked literally just tortilla chips and you picked donuts that yeah. already exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you guys were gonna get a little missed crazy with the it. assignment, and but you didn't. But I mean, I feel like it's on we missed brand. The assignment. Well, no, I mean, yeah. kind of, but kind also of. it's on brand for you. Like yeah. you, you don't want the messy thing. I don't know. I didn't really have an answer for this, um, but I know at the D-backs games, I've had this like 
poblano cheesesteak and it had like poblano peppers oh, on it and she's, it was so good it was so good it wasn't all that messy they gave you a little dish you get a fork you can scoop up the rest of the, the steak it was <sighs> all very it takes good is one uh, mishap buddy yeah no it splatters all over I, you, I you know and that's what i think too like i'm same. thinking oreos with ice cream and cookies and cream and all that but again Ooh. you're talking it's a mess deep fried yeah. oreos would be a great yeah. stadium food uh, if i'm gonna do it i'm doing it. like deep fried twinkies yeah, like I, I don't eat Twinkies in my real normal life. Uh, playoffs? Yeah. Deep fried mac and cheese would also be good. Yes. I love deep amazing. fried mac and cheese. Yeah. And we there's get, no rules. There's no carb rules. There's no, no yeah. fat content rules. Calories you know? don't count when you're at a sporting event. Especially mac and cheese is an underrated food because you can do a lot with it. It's yeah. versatile too. Like I, on a burger. Place, like in Texas barbecue, they, yep. they put all burger. kinds of stuff in there. On a dog. Cheese. Yeah. It's great yep. stuff. Yeah. Um, what'd you guys do with those? Would you eat that, by the way? Would you eat that sandwich? Oh, yeah. I love cinnamon rolls. I, um, at the state fair back in New York, or not state fair, county fair back home. Um, they have a donut burger where they just take a glazed donut, cut it in half, and they have a burger with cheese, bacon, all like lettuce, tomato, and maple syrup. It is so good. Wow. It is. I love the the sweet and savory combo. Sounds like it dinner tonight. Chef's kiss. Um, Leah <laughs> wanted to go full pasta bar, which you want to talk about messy. Yeah. At a sporting event, seems like that would be That's worse. hectic. And also, how does a pasta bar work? Like you, yeah, no. like you got... 15,000 people. Thank going you. That's, that's where it's Buffet. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> a buffet, buffet to me is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah especially like, at a sporting, sporting event. You got <laughs> drunk people spinning all over your food. No, I, you got kids. You got, you got God knows what's in that pasta Good bar. thing Leah no wasn't way. here because that was a definitely, yeah, that, that would be a failed penalty kill um, if she's bringing up a pasta bar. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, Leah. See what happens when you're not here? <laughs> just get crushed. Well, I think we survived it without her today, though. Yeah, we're I know. Through. I think we I muscled through. Uh, oh, they serve you. Oh, uh, maybe. Still, I mean, maybe. Still but still, messy. you're eating a, a pasta at a sporting event. Yeah. That seems like, especially if you're think about it, you're at a Coyotes game wearing the white kachina, and then yeah. all of a sudden you got pasta sauce splattering yeah. all over it. Yeah, that seems like a red mess. sauce would be a nightmare. Yeah. Right? Sorry, Leo. At the whiteout for the Coyotes, you got red sauce all over you. Yeah, yeah. unless yeah, I mean, unless Not they're going good. strictly Alfredo sauce, then maybe yeah. it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> then then it defeats the point of a pasta bar. You don't have a whole lot of choices, but. Anyways, I think I did a, a semi decent job as awesome. the e-bug. You did great. Um, you know, I we I, miss you though, Leo. And we're gonna roll out the producer power soon. play. Yeah, regularly that's be now, a, right? a regular a regular like thing. Um, yeah, Leo will be back. So I had my once in a lifetime e-bug performance. Let in no goals, but I don't think you want me being the the starting goalie by any means. Um, but so yeah, Leo, like we said, is day to day with an upper body injury. Should be back on Monday. Um, but I think that's all we have. Any any last notes? I'm good. Just to, we, along with the theme of the show, tune in to playoff hockey. It's been yeah. fantastic. You'd never know who's going to win. Um, I tell you what, Colorado had to go to overtime. That everybody said they were going to roll. So that series maybe what a goaltending performance changed. Well. Unbelievable. Um, it's fun to watch. So let, let's let's tune up, tune in, and get ready for the Cavities to make their run in a few years. Yeah. I'm just happy you went easy on us with the first producer power play. Yeah, yeah. don't. I was terrified actually. I thought it was going to be <laughs> trivia, and I'd just fail miserably. Don't, don't, um, don't get too comfortable. I'll say that much. <laughs> I, I, there it is. Didn't have a whole lot of time. I, you know, I got thrown, thrust into the, the 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 starting role today, so I wasn't completely prepared. But once I have a little bit of time to plan, trust it'll get a little more difficult. I won't. All the penalty kills won't be that easy. Um, but I think that's about it for the. Um, or the show today. Like I said, Leah will be back on Monday um, again at 11 a.m. with another um, episode of the PHNX Coyotes show. 
Um, but that is all we have for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Tune in to the PHNX Sun Devil Show at 1 p.m. Um, tune in to stay. You know what? Stick on the YouTube. Watch PHNX bets in 10 minutes, um, and then Sun Devils on at one. Just spend all day on our YouTube. We'll be back Monday, and we got the ping pong ball show on Tuesday. Yeah, draft lottery on Tuesday. Draft lottery Tuesday. Big, wait. Big, See, big bring the champagne or not. Bring the champagne either to celebrate or drown yep. your sorrows. Um, but that's it. And like I said, we'll see you on Monday. But for now, peace.